And welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 157. Happy to be live here on Facebook, live on YouTube, uh, on my website, listening on iTunes, wherever you are listening. My number one fan is on. Hello, mom. Um, proud to be a member of the Education Podcast Network and a member of Voice Ed Radio Canada. If you're into podcasts, if you're into uh, uh, leadership and uh, just listening to what people have to say, those are two great spots for you. Uh, the Education Podcast Network and Voice Ed Radio Canada. So please tune in. If you do like the podcast, the positive reviews help. They really do. So on iTunes, a review would be great. Uh, and certainly a shout out on, uh, on Facebook or a share. Uh, those help as well. Uh, and we would appreciate that. Appreciate that. Show number 157. And today we are going to meet Orlando Ortiz. This is going, I really feel old when I say this, but it's like, it's like 20 years ago, right? Me and Orlando used to uh, teach and, and referee in New York City, referee high school basketball. And here's these two young guys uh, going in there. Uh, and Orlando's a smooth cat, a nice guy. Uh, he is one of Brooklyn's finest. And we used to work together in, in New York City, refereeing. And then I'm on Facebook here 20 years later. And who is this jacked guy doing fitness videos? for his students, for the community, for, for everybody, and it was him. So I reached out to him, asked him to come on, and we're going to meet him here in a moment. He's doing great stuff. He's really a, a, a fine educator and, and I'm proud to have him on the program. If you're watching live, like my mom does, uh, leave us a comment, a question, jump in. We want the audience to be part of the show. Uh, that's one of the unique things about being live on the podcast. A little commercial. I am starting another uh, coaching and mastermind group. Uh, that is going to be on Tuesdays, and they're starting in April. Um, there'll be a flyer coming up on my website. There'll be a uh, 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 some advertising come out for that. But if you're interested, you're a school leader, and you want to join a mastermind group, a coaching group with a, a, a number of school leaders, I'd love to have you. Those are starting in April, so certainly uh, reach out to me about that. Mike Pace is watching. Mike, I know I got to call you. We'll get that set up for you, but welcome uh, to the show here. The opening concept, Orlando's going to touch on this. I, I got this from him in our pre-show meeting, but he talked about that he gets it done, right? How many people do we know say they're going to do this and they're going to do that, and then it kind of fades away, it goes away, right? I'm guilty of it. It happens. He's got it as an acronym. A daily dose of never-ending excuses. Done. And, you know, Orlando talked about that concept in terms of uh, his fitness, in terms of reading, in terms of educating his students, that, that that's one of his mindsets, right? So I'll pass that on to you again. Let's not have excuses. Let's have solutions. Let's have the action of getting it done. So again, daily dose of never-ending excuses. I think it's great. Uh, I write it down. And, and you already inspired me, Orlando, without even being on the show. But let's bring him in. Uh, enough of me talking here with the opening segment. Let's meet today's guest. And here he is, straight out of Brooklyn. Orlando, welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. It's my pleasure, Andrew. I'm just honored. I'm honored and uh, a man. 
you you couldn't have said it better. I'm just so flattered that you thought that highly of me. You know, I was just trying to get the plays right with you. <laughs> Way back 20 years ago. It makes you feel old when we say that, right? You know, I try to say older, older. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Orlando Ortiz. Orlando uh, is born and bred in Brooklyn. Uh, a PE and health teacher at Leon Goldstein High School. He spent some time in Puerto Rico, uh, and he is a New York City educator. Orlando, welcome. And, and let's kick off with that acronym. Done. Done, where, where, yeah. Where did that come from? Tell me about that. So that actually came as a result of the pandemic, you know, us, us uh, realizing that, you know, we were going to be limited. And I just wanted to give, give our students something to really take away. And, um, you know, the idea of getting it done, obviously, you know, we, we try to, you know, uh, express the importance of that. But then I just realized that maybe I could develop an acronym. And the D stands for discipline. So discipline over never-ending excuses. So the, the idea is to get your daily dose of done. Right. Discipline over never ending excuses. And, uh, you know, that this is something that we all come to realize. And the sooner you understand that and make that a part of your life, the better. Like, just let that discipline be part of what you do on a daily basis. Right. And mm -hmm. like, be good at doing difficult things. We're all capable. So, you know, getting it done, uh, you know, it's just like for exercise. Right. Your movement is your medicine. You're getting it done. A little dose it doesn't have to be a lot. But. Everything you get done makes you a little bit better. And that, that's what it's all about. So being that we were remote and I had to kind of motivate our students, that was that became the, the phrase. Uh, I actually want to make a T-shirt. Done. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like your T-shirt says intensity, but you yeah. should. And maybe if one of our listeners here is a T-shirt company, maybe they'll kick that off for us. Yeah. We got my first call wrong. I even got the acronym wrong. <laughs> Discipline of never-ending excuses. Done. Yeah. The uh, dis discipline over never-ending excuses. So, you know, that's that's the idea of getting it done. And, um, you know, it became like the model for the summer and into the fall. And I, and I write it. When I write up our lessons, I, you know, I help them. I remind them of that. And just the other day, I got a message from a student. You know, that's the one thing she wrote to me. She wrote capital D, capital O, capital N, capital E. She's like, Ortiz, I got it done. And, you know, that that's special to me, right? Because you you you... You planted a seed that can grow into something even greater uh, that she can go on and share that with other people, right? So it's a good mindset, you know, the idea of getting it done. Awesome. And Orlean, uh, or Orlando, you've been uh, again, Leon, Leon Goldstein, your 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 teaching career, right? How long you've been there? Uh, tell me a little bit about your work at, at Leon Goldstein High School and, and a little bit about you. Yeah, well, I've been at Goldstein since '98. You know, uh, I was a student teacher at FDR. Um, that's where I met, you know, Bob Cronish, right? You know, he passed away years ago, but I'm sure you're familiar with him. Uh, you know, and I got into the, the officiating bug kind of hit me, bit me, right? I uh, met Marat back then. But um, from FDR as a student teacher, I got an opportunity to work at Goldstein, which at the time was called Kingsborough High School. Mm. And, uh, it's been an amazing journey. I just feel so fortunate, you know, and, and um, in a lot of ways lucky, but like, like we all know, right? Luck, luck favors the person who prepares and then gets the opportunity and makes the best of it. So even though the timing was right, uh, it was about going to college, getting a degree, doing your part to, to be lucky, right? And you know, sometimes we don't, we don't, uh, we confuse the two. Like I was telling my students the other day, it's not lotto luck. It, it's, it's luck when preparation and opportunity meet, right? And so, you know, sometimes when we say lucky, we think of it as like the lotto, like I'm just gonna be lucky today. Uh, nah, you, you know, you, you wanna, you wanna kinda, how can I tell you, like one of my favorite 
I could say mentors, but he does I never met him before. But this this guy Charlie Munger, he says the quickest way to get what you what you want is to deserve it. And I think that's what you know. Sometimes we say lucky. It's really more about putting yourself in a position where you deserve it, and then maybe things align and you do get that opportunity. So I've been very lucky to be at Ghost, and I, I mean, you know, I don't I don't know when it ends. I don't know like how that even is gonna be. Like I, it's been amazing. So you know, but sometimes it's just timing, right? Well, you have such a good outlook and such a positive thing. Uh, with the work you're doing. And I want to ask you about the fitness, but while we're talking about ghosting, tell me about the culture of the school. Uh, you know, you people in their mind, not people are watching from around the country here, Orlando, and you think of New York City, you know, big school, 4,000 kids, you know, people not knowing each other. What's right. it like in your school? Yeah, ghosting is a small school. We're on the campus of Kingsborough Community College. Uh, normally, we don't go over a thousand kids. It's predominantly white. Uh, you know, the school administration is fantastic. They do, they do a heck of a job trying to make sure we diversify and that, you know, we integrate and get kids involved from different communities. But um, it's, it's, it's uh, in a place where it's hard to get to. So sometimes that becomes an obstacle for some of the different kids. But I think the school overall is just the culture is great, a lot of respect. I mean, in, in the 23 years that we've had, that I've been at my school, uh, I think we've had a fight a handful of times. Wow. Now you wanna hear something funny. If we had five fights, Three of them were, for, were from one of my basketball players. <laughs> and, you know, it's amazing because the kid was the toughest kid, but he couldn't control it at times. So it's funny. If, if we have five fights in my career, three of them was from this one kid. Well, you get five fouls a game, so I'm sure yeah. he's the ball up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Orlando, I, I, again, it was so nice to reconnect with you. But I saw you on Facebook, and I said, "Holy cow! Look at this guy!" And then, and then I saw a video, you know, like, and I saw the abs and the six pack, and I said, "Oh my God, he is on fire!" Tell me about you putting out these very public videos, and and what was your mindset there? Were you looking to to motivate people to be fit? Were they for your students? How did you start doing that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because I remember early on, you know, when, when we started with social media and I would I would post images of me, you know, videos and, and pictures of me without a shirt. And some of my, my veteran teachers found found that to be like risky. But I'm like, look, if I mean, uh, if Arnold Schwarzenegger is out there without a shirt and, you know, to, to see a person topless working out and exercise, if there's something to that, then, gee, you know, we, we're really too far gone in society, you know, but. My, my intent to this day is just to try to motivate people, you know, and to, to help people understand that, you know, share the positive, share the things that hopefully are uplifting, not just me doing pull-ups, but uplifting. <laughs> and um, just just uh, be a, a force for good, something that's positive, that uh, also when I share, people comment and, you know, we go back and forth. Sometimes I get messages privately about, you know, workout routines or diet and so on and so forth. So. Um, my thing is always to motivate and to hopefully influence in a positive way. And I think the overwhelming majority of the responses have been just that, like, you know, I love what you do, you know, keep doing it and so on and so forth. And you know, I hear something interesting, almost every, not every time, but how often has been the case that I would think maybe I'm posting too much or, you know, nobody's really paying attention, right? And then you just get that one message, like, man, Orlando, you know, every time I feel like not working out, I think about you think about those videos. And now more than ever, right, I think about getting it done. So, you know, if you could help one person, you made a difference. And that that's how I look at it. You know, like when we used to go to officiating camps, I would say, 
if I could learn one thing, I got my money's worth. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what it's all about. Like, you know, if you could help one person that, that feels better because they saw you, man, you know, if we all did that, how amazing would that be, right? Well, I look at you here. You're an educator almost 25 years, right? A yeah. science teacher is going to put out uh, an experiment, him filming. A, a lot of math teachers make videos of them solving the problems. Well, here you are putting your money where your mouth is, and the videos are inspiring. Your body language is positive. They're well-made. You always have a smile to say, but then you are demonstrating, hey, this this works. This can work, and this can be you. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is to help help our students recognize, like, you know, what I mean, like you mentioned, if, if the math teacher wasn't good at math, why would you need them, right? And it's like, well, if, if my physical education teacher doesn't exude fitness, well, what are we talking about, right? And not to say that, you know, there are people that – um they have to be ultra lean or look like me in any way, but it, it's to to show that this is part of your lifestyle and that you you do you do physical education. Like I really do this uh, and I live this, and for me it comes naturally. So um, you know, it's funny you mentioned you asked the question early in the questionnaire thing that I and you make me think of it, and I, I call it the favorite failure, right? Like you know what what failure do you have, right? And it's like the very best thing that happened to me was getting into physical education. And it happened as a result of you know coming up short on a, on an economics class, being a, an accounting major, and really? that just changed my life. Where I had to reevaluate my major, and I'm like, wait, I can't even get past this first economics course. And sure enough, that be, that was like the the favorite failure because that led me to, you know, like like they say, the rest is history, right? And wow. you just you just uh, don't realize, you know, sometimes it's that one little thing changed everything. Interesting. Orlando, well, how about you know the kids right now? People are, are not into it. They're, they're they're struggling. They're having a hard time. You're in a, you're in a tight city there. How about the kids who are just unmotivated to be fit? You see so many kids just sitting around, you know, eating out of the bag. Like, how are you reaching those kids or trying to reach those kids? You know, if if they if they listen, that's half the battle, right? Like sometimes the kids are just not ready to listen, right? You know what, what they say, right? When when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And but if they're ready to listen, I, I always try to help them understand, like, you, you got to think about your future self. And maybe right now this is this is all pleasurable, right? And you're getting, you know, instant gratification, but you have to you have to learn to delay gratification. You have to learn to go through this process of, of again, disciplining yourself. And I always tell the kids, the, the best people are usually really good at that. They don't have to be told what to do, but so often, and then they figure it out and they're able to realize like, what's important now, right? Like, you know, another acronym I like is WIN, right? What's important now? So it's like, can you get into these into these phases where you ask yourself that question, what's important now? And then most of the kids, especially at my level, they, they know what's in their best interest. They're just allowing the distraction to overwhelm them. And today's today's time, you know, we, we're in an incredibly powerful, powerful time of distraction. Mm. If, if you're not raising awareness and helping students understand that, like, listen, there are forces out there that are really working endlessly to get you away from meaningful stuff. And you have to decide for yourself, like, you know, how long do I want to be on TikTok? How long do I want to be on Instagram, right? How long do I want to be doing these things that is just cotton candy for the brain? And it, I think a lot of times, like I tell the kids, if if you do nothing else, you'll never be able to say somebody didn't take the time to explain it. 
And after that, if you still want to be on that couch and do those things, it's your choice. You know, everybody runs their own race and you might not even be running. <laughs> but you know what? You can't say you didn't know. You knew better. And that was your choice. So, okay, then it is going to be what it's going to be for you. Good luck. You know? But the thing you're doing too, Orlando, you're not only just telling them that, you're you're showing them that you're doing it. You're making the videos. You're making it public. And I would think that's like instant credibility and instant respect from the kids because you're not just saying. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because, you know, my father had this saying that I, later in life I realized was such, you know, BS, right? He used to say, do do as I say, but not as I do. And, mm -hmm. and you know, early on I believed him on that. But later I realized, like, that's not it. The whole idea is to lead by example, right? You lead from the front and you let you show it. Yeah. And you do the things that, you know, let it be known. Like, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm doing this with you, you know, so, um, and I've done that plenty of times with kids, you know, where they have to do a makeup that we used to do like makeup burpees. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, if, if the kid missed the class or what have you, you know, got to do a certain amount, I'd be like, listen, I'll do it with you. If it makes a difference for you, you know, and sure enough, you know, like they say in coaching, right? Like in coaching, um, you, players admire coaches who sweat with them. And you're like, man, my coach gets in those drills with me. He goes in, right? He gets low. He shows me, right? And I, you know, he can't play like I play, but he's sweating. He's not sitting in the bleachers talking about, you know, lines, guys, <laughs> right? And when you when you show that, hey, I'll sweat with you. I'll do this stuff with you. They respect you for that. They admire you for it. And they recognize that, yeah, you're really about it, you know? And Orlando, you mentioned coaching. And, and you and I met on the court, uh, but we had the stripes on. Tell me about that transition from taking that striped shirt off to, to wearing a coach's whistle. Yeah, you know, it all started – I love basketball. So, I, you know, I played and, you know, I, I came up short when, in my ambitions. In retrospect, I realized I was nowhere near as good as my brain thought I was. <laughs> but, um, you know, I get into officiating. I love it. But then there's something – I wanted to be a sports dad. You know, and in that, I recognized that I wasn't going to be able to be the official that I wanted to be and be the sports dad that I wanted to be. But I could coach and be a sports dad because I could actually, right, coach my son's things. And sure enough, uh, that transition came really easy. I'll tell you, I'm on Long Island at a college game, Division Three, and it's a Saturday. So, you know, Saturday is a big day for college, you know, college basketball. And um, the day before, I was helping my son with a righty layup. I'll never forget, this was a turning point, Andrew. The day before I was helping my son with a righty layup, it was in-house, he's 10 years old. And I bought a camera so my wife could film it for me and all these things, but I'm taking this trip. It's a, you know, it's a noon game. So I'm on the road at 10 o'clock, probably 9.30. But my mind is like, I should be at that game watching my son play. And then at halftime, I, you know, I text message my wife and she's like, he made a righty layup. Oh man. That just broke me up. And that's what, that was the turning point where I realized I'm not going to be able to do this because my heart was over there. And there was no way that I could keep doing that, knowing that I wanted to be there with him. Wow. And that was it. Like, that was the absolute turning point. I always remember it now. And I'll never forget. So once she told me that, I said, that's, I can't do this. Wow. I have to be sports that. And then the coaching transition, you know, opportunities came up in my school. And, you know, and, and what an amazing journey you know, that I've had uh, as a result, but the officiating was a blast. I, I have fond memories of, uh, of the feats and the failures, <laughs> but they're all fond memories and, um, you know, zero, zero regrets. I'm happy for the entire journey. 
And to be able to coach now and work with our kids, the kids that we get now, you know, uh, it's awesome. You know, it's just it's just recognizing what you're working with, you know, because we, we we play B division, so we don't get like you know the, you know these these levels like Christ the King, you know, is a very we nowhere near that, you know. I'll tell you a funny story. The day Kobe that we get the news that Kobe dies tragic death, right? We, my assistant coach and me, are at Severian watching Severian play. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's a you know you never forget, right? Where were you when that happened? And um, Severian had given more pump fakes in the first quarter than my team did all season. (laughs) The Clippers, baby. So you know when when I look at the levels and I'm like, man, these guys have pump faked more in this first quarter than my team did all season. Wow. It's the levels, wow. you know, to help kids realize, like, you know, that there's levels to this thing. So, and me as a coach, reminding myself that there's levels to this thing. So I don't know if that answered your question. but It did. No, absolutely. And uh, those kids are lucky to be with you. But I want to get to some other your, your passions, Orlando. Again, we see you on, on film, the fitness. We know you're teaching. But another thing that you're doing, you're deeply involved is, with reading, and I and I love the the saying that uh, not all leaders are readers, but all no, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. And you know, you are leading the way. Five hundred books in the last five years. Yeah. How, how do you do it? How do you pick the books? How do you create the time? Tell me about that. Man, so in, in terms of, I get on people's book lists, uh, and early on I was on, this guy, uh, Ty Lopez, he had a great book book list. So I get on book lists, and uh, a lot of times also what happens is whatever book you read, the bibliography might have books that kind of are similar along those lines. And then things happen to me, like, I'll tell you, you know, I was always like this, it's just then time opened up when my son graduates college, you know, I have a lot more time. And then I just started getting into these binges where you just book binges, right? But um, my routine is simple. I just read, you know, three to five books every day, like at least a chapter. I wake up at five in the morning, you know, I do some journaling and then I get into my reads for about an hour and a half, two hours, you know, depending on the day, you know, and then I dip in as I can throughout the day. But it's it's been an amazing journey. And I tell kids all the time, like, that's the superpower. That's the superpower that that opens your mind, expands you to new worlds. Um, not everybody gets to travel outwardly but you could all travel inwardly and this this reading stuff really you know makes a difference i think back to when i was in high school when i went to high school in puerto rico and when i lived with my grandmother and we didn't have a we didn't even have a bookshelf <laughs> wow you know like my grandmother had one book the bible you know and and then the magazine you know so when you look at that and you're like well of course you're not gonna you're gonna be limited in your learning when you don't have you know, opportunities to just grab a book and be like, hey, let me just dip into this thing. But later in life, I realized like that that's the superpower. The superpower is how do you use your brain and learning how to learn, learning through reading is, man, it's been invaluable. But I tell you what, there's some amazing stuff out there. And, you know, the frustration sometimes for me is that, you know, it's impossible to read them all. But there's some amazing literature out there. There's some amazing uh, stories. You know, I always tell like for your for your athletes, I tell my guys, I don't think most of them read it, but one of the most amazing stories is uh, endurance. You know, uh, Ernest Shackleton and the story of the Antarctic voyage that goes goes wrong in the early 1900s. Amazing, like books that have changed your life. But you know, 
How do you get a kid to read? <laughs> wow. Well, you're leading, you're modeling, and it's brought you to some places. Um, you mentioned about, I, I started reading about Seneca and the lessons of Seneca. You're into that now. Is that something yeah. that you, you read and that you got into it? Yeah. So Seneca is my favorite. Like I have right now, I have a big five that I've been working with pretty much since the new year. And he's one of them. Um, you know, he's a stoic. Stoicism is a form of philosophy. He's one of the most prolific stoics. But um, most important is, is that Seneca has a book that I think like when Kobe passes away. Right. You know, again, it's tragic. I was telling my friend and I give this book out all the time. It's called On the Shortness of Life. And it's it's again by Seneca. And it just helps us and reminds us that a lot of times the things that happen in life are, yes, they're tragic and they're unfortunate, but they are life. And these are the things that we have to learn to kind of get the mental resilience to re realize that this is all part of the journey. Accidents happen every single day all over the world. And sometimes with our, with our superstars, our heroes, they hurt us a little bit more, but we have to continually remind ourselves that this is, this is life. And life has, is, has very unpredictable times. Um, you know, and so that book to me is one of those that I give all the time. Like, listen, you, you might want to read this because you, you'll realize that what happened is not, it's not out of the norm. Like this has happened throughout. It's just, we don't expect it. Right. And then we get kind of rattled, but the reality is that accidents happen every single day. Mm. And the fact that like, you know, you're human makes you open, you know, subject to these possibilities. And I think what it does for us instead of being in that denial or in that, uh, you know, feeling like uh, it, it's not right, right? It shouldn't happen that way. You have to recognize that's why it's so valuable to make the best of every moment and, and make the moments matter because they do, you know? And, and sometimes we get caught up on petty things that you realize, you know, five minutes from now, right? Five, five weeks from now, it's not even gonna matter. Yeah. So, you know, and I think Seneca does that for me is I read on him, I read his stuff every day, really, a little bit, and it just always brings me back to that tranquility. So I love him. It's funny, right? I go from salsa to Seneca. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shows how well-rounded you are. Well, Lando, I, I, I got ADD. I, it's not a disability. It's a superpower, and it, and it drives me, and it's energy. But how do you take all these ideas? How do you, if you're reading three to five books at a time, do you get the stories tangled? You get them in, are you writing them down afterwards? You mentioned about journaling. How do you, how do you keep track of it all? Yeah, I write them. I write some, you know, you get, they're called brain droppings, right? Little ideas. Sometimes I come up with my own ideas as a result, right? Like you get some ideas where, um, just the other day I, I, I shared it, one of my own quotes, right? Like your room for improvement should include a fireplace, right? because everything is fuels the flames. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what, you know, we always talk about room for improvement, right? So I say your room for improvement should include a fireplace. Everything fuels the flames. And, and so, you, you know, when you read a lot, you start to develop your own ideas, which is, which is the best is to, to not just take what they say. And Seneca says this, you know, in one of his uh, stories is, it, it's not to just say, you know, Seneca says, it's to realize like, because of that, I understand this better. Mm. And, uh, so, and the best part is when you can make those connections. So I love to let them mix because it's almost like a, a pot of soup. And now you're stirring it all in and sometimes things come up, new flavors come up, right? And the flavors being your ideas. And you realize that, man, if I, if I understand, you know, Seneca a little bit more and I can compare him to, you know, whatever, let's say, you know, I'm reading Carl Jung lately a lot, right? And I compare Carl Jung to Seneca and you start to see the commonalities and you start seeing also where they don't. 
coincide, you start making better connections. And that's way more valuable than, you know, remembering a quote or, you know, a concept. Uh, when you get the gist of it, you'll be way better off, I think, overall. Now, if you needed to make it a study, then yeah, drop all the books, get into one. But that's probably more like what we would do when we were in college, you know, high school, where you had to get the main idea. Sure. But this is about the main idea of life. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to get from everybody as much as I can. And, you know, you start mixing and matching, it actually creates new blends. And that, that becomes your inner thoughts now. Like, you know, you have quality thoughts that continue to rotate around. It's, it's a special thing. It's amazing. I just, um, I wish somebody would have told me this sooner. But again, everything meets you at the right time, right? So it is what it is. You're on fire. You're you're rich in life, and your your son, your wife. You I mean just really so uh, well rounded, Orlando. I, I hope I can get on your reading list. I'm gonna send you my book, and uh, it'd be an honor if I could uh, get on. You know, I don't know if you can bump out Seneca right now. <laughs> Seneca <laughs> and Andrew Murat. Well, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Orlando, I, I wanted to ask you about this. You talked about this being a profound time, uh, and it, and it has struck us. Uh, in so many ways, but one of the things that's come out is is about equity and, and race and and really the lack of equity, right? The the, yeah. the the mismatching. I heard an amazing quote. You know, they said, uh, uh, you know, we they use the saying, "We're all in the same boat," uh, but we're not all in the same boat. We're in the same storm, but some people got yachts, some people got yeah. ships, some people yeah. got cruise ships, and some people are in canoes and kayaks, and some people are drowning. So yes. We're not, but as a Latino male from New York City, you know, tell me, do you do you feel that you're a role model for for young Latinos? Does it, do you feel that? Do you do you intentionally do that to 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 be a role model for Latinos? Yeah, I strive. You know, I strive to to be the best version of myself, and I think the qualities that I'm able to you know bring out right and let people see are are, are scratching the surface. Is really when you get to know a person, right, and you get to know the nuance. Um, I think that's what we struggle sometimes that you don't realize like we're all complex people and you know we have ideas that sometimes we're balancing out and we're trying to figure out ourselves. Uh, so being a Hispanic I have a background and in that background I have life experiences that brought me to this day. And so yeah you, you know you want to be a role model but it's, it's the role model in the sense that to show that you're, you're human and your humanity should, should supersede everything no matter if you're you know you know, now they say Latinx, right? But, you know, Latino or if you're, you know, uh, you know, white, black, it doesn't matter. It's just a matter of uh, can you develop into a quality person that's a force for good in our society that you, you when people see you, they, they think positive things. Right. And I, I think that I'm able to, to to live that. And when people see me, like I had a friend run into me, he was coming out of the ice cream parlor. He's like, you caught me. And I'm like, wait, what, what are you talking about? You know, I'm going in too. <laughs> but you see, because they see you as a fitness person, right? And he's like, you caught me. But no, you know, I think the role model part is is about helping our kids understand that you're just trying to get out there and be the best version of yourself. And, you know, and to learn to accept yourself for who you are. Like when you talk about Latino, right? You know, what I say also is, these are the parts that we have to remind ourselves that nobody picked to be Latino or white or black. You just popped out into the world, literally just popped out. And you didn't get to pick the era. You didn't get to pick the place. You didn't get to pick your name. And so when you think about, you know, 
holding somebody into some sort of uh, you know ethnicity it's like well i didn't i didn't pick to be puerto rican but I, i'm human and you know and and, and here i am right here I, that i know right i'm human and i'm male and here i am but as far as being latino or any other ethnicity that these are the parts that i think we lose ourselves in because we create those separations not realizing we're so much more than that mm-hmm. but it's about coming to that humanity part you know i was always think of the two h's humanity and humility and you know we we lack that at times you know where we just we're not being humble enough with each other to recognize that you know we we have something to give and you know that's part of being a role model is recognizing I have something to offer, I have something to give you, you know? Um, well, and you're doing it. You're doing it to your students daily in class, coaching. And again, the videos, right? You don't know where they're going to go, but you're out there in the snow, right? You're out there in, the, in the heat. Uh, I mean, I was doing my push ups and sit up this morning saying, Me and Orlando are about the same age, and he's in a lot better shape than me. I, I, I need to get going. You're inspiring me, Orlando. But yeah, that's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. Yeah, you're really, uh, I'm really blown away by your humility uh, and the work you're doing. And I like that you're making it, it public because anyone who sees what you're doing, it, no one's going to say, This guy's showing off. You're leading, you're, you're, you're showing the example. And, and again, the reading and the mindset. It's really tremendous. You see that too. Thank you, Andrew. You see that with folks like sometimes, you know, they'll they'll make comments like that, like, you know, like you're showing off. Um, but it, I, I think of it as, you know, a lot of times that was, those are the very folks that um, there's an ego bit there, you know, like a little sensitive, you know, a little low on the self-esteem. And, you know, part of me is, has learned to recognize that for what it is and not take insult to it, but realize like, you know, there's somebody that for, you, for them to tell you that they have to have saw you, <laughs> they have to have watched you. Right. And a lot of times you find that like the snark comes out and you're like, wait, you, you I, that's just a workout video. <laughs> What's wrong? Right. Like, you, come on, you could do better than that. But we, we have this in us. We have this sometimes when we feel inadequate and then, you know, you get these subtle, passive aggressive, right, snipes. And uh, but I always rely now on Seneca more than anything because he's like the wise person. He just brushes those off like. I saw that coming, you know, like like almost in Star Wars, where you're like, pew, pew. <laughs> like, come on, you, you know, is that the best you can do? Uh, you're like a Jedi out there on the. I've seen you doing the pull-ups. It looks like you're using your Jedi powers. I I can only <laughs> get one done. This he this one this one got me. I mean, I was impressed when you did the pull-up and then you pushed up on the thing. Yeah, the muscle up. Come on. <laughs> Orlando, we're coming down the stretch. This was—I mean, I am—I am filled up here. I hope our listening audience is, and we're going to share this out. But before we get to rapid fire, Orlando, we touched on a lot of things. Anything else you wanted to share to educators out there, students that might be watching, parents that might be watching? Anything else you want to add? I just think what I would say to you know all of them: students, parents, teachers, is you know lead from the front. You know, lead with love. Lead from the front. And, and and show your vulnerability, have the courage to be vulnerable. And a lot of times when we think courage, you know, we don't realize that before courage is vulnerability and you have to put yourself out there a bit and show, hey, what, what's wrong with a teacher going through a transformation where their kids see, wow, this, you know, Mr. Such and Such did this, Miss Such and Such did this, right? Or a teacher going through a process, I'm, I'm gonna build to, you know, uh, 50 pushups straight. And then you work through it and they'll see you go through this process. I mean, that to me, those are like really inspiring things that. A lot of our students, teachers, you know, parents can can aspire to is to just again lead by example and 
recognize that everything you do is being watched. And so why not give them something good to see? Amen, brother. You are doing that. Um, if you haven't watched his videos on Facebook, we'll talk about how to get in touch with him at the end. But uh, check him out, Orlando Ortiz on Facebook. Orlando, let's dial it home. Uh, this is a, we're coming down the last media timeout. Uh, uh, rapid fire. These are quick answers. Uh, first thing that comes to your head. Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. Last book you read. Oh, man. The Tao Te Ching for the umpteenth time. Wow. Steven Mitchell translation. Last movie you saw. Oh, I, see. I, I don't have one. <laughs> you, you read. I keep watching the Book of Eli. I like that one a lot. I just love the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the uh, Bruce? I know Bruce Lee in there. Did you watch the uh, Like Water? Uh, no, I didn't. I list. I read the book. I listened to the audio book, and I read his biography. But no, not yet. I'll get to it though. You got a documentary. Be Like Water. I think it's on ESPN. Favorite favorite place to travel? Santa Monica. They have the calisthenics and the beach. Heaven. A lot of workout out, outside there, right? Yes, heaven. Favorite music? Oh, man, lately it's been reggaeton. Okay, you play it during class? You let the kids play? Yeah, I let them play, you know, and um, we enjoy it. You know, again, you got to sing, to dance, that's beauty. You know, that it's hard to be mad when you're dancing. So anytime you're dancing and you're singing, that's good energy. That's, that's joy, you know, and uh, you want to encourage that, right? So... And it's nice to see kids, you know, again, sing and dance and, and it unites. So, yeah, reggaeton lately has been the one. I'm going to sub out the next question. Uh, my mom got a question. What You got any fitness tips for seniors? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, number one is do what you can. You know, do what you can. And, again, every day a little bit, it, it goes way better than, you know, once or twice a week. But walk around the block. You know, hit the stairs instead of the elevator. You know, the built-in stuff, it, it just works wonders. Um, you know, I, I, if you can if you can stand, stand for a little bit, right? Walk for a little bit. Don't spend as much time seated. Um, but do what you can. That's the most important thing, you know. And, and if you have a bad back, then use the arms. You know, but definitely do what you can. Awesome. Orlando, you talked about a lot of your passions, things that, that motivate you, uplift you. What, what's something that gets under your skin? What's a pet peeve of yours? Ah, oh, man. So, ah, oh, man, how can I tell you? So, like pens, right? <laughs> I have to I have to make sure it's closed, and they have to be just like that. Like, if I saw a pen like that, I'd have to flip it. <laughs> and then, and then I, have a, I have a special pen. Like, I have a pen. I buy it, the same pen, because yeah. it writes like I like. Yeah. So a bit of a team, you know? You see, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I've and I've been guilty. I got a lot of black marks on my pants and my pants. Yeah, yeah. So little things like that, but you know, um, um, you know, I don't want to sound gross, but let's just say the the toilet paper it has to be even. Mm. If, if somebody rips it and it comes out uneven, that <laughs> that just. <laughs> I got 157 shows. I have not heard that one yet. That one kills me too. I'm like, who the? Could you just keep it even? <laughs> When I don't feel like working out, I fill in the blank. Yes, when I don't feel like working out, I know it's worth double. So you go get it done. Mm. Discipline over never-ending excuses. When kids are done with a year of your class with Mr. Ortiz, what is it that you hope they say about you? 
I just hope they say that he was that the realest dude. Like he's that guy that he really lives that lifestyle. You know, he didn't talk about it. He he was about it. You know, and and uh, I think that's that's always the goal. I feel like the day that I can't do that, that'll be the day that I I'll, I'll retire. You know, so they see me. They see me doing the pull up. They see me doing the burpees. The kids leave a lot of comments on on Facebook and stuff. At times, you know, or Instagram, you know, they might write to me and stuff. You know, I try to keep my distance though. You know, it's it's such an interesting time you know with, with exchanges with students so mm-hmm. when they write i write back and i just hope that you know it's in areas that are most public and uh preferably google classroom where everything is there for the doe stuff and then you know work from there so uh, best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life ah oh, man that's a good one I, man you know i would say the push-up bars because <laughs> i still use them to this day you know these little parallettes yeah, and uh, you know I use those a lot. You know any any set of uh, any set of you know twenties could do wonders. So, but the push-up bars work well for me. How many push-ups can you do in a row? Don't don't be you know shy. Uh, well, you know we call it on demand. So on demand, I, I would say right now I'm good for seventy on demand. Uh, it's funny a guy tells me he's like, let me know when you get to eighty-five. I'm like, you don't have a video of, of any. <laughs> How about what? Can you give me one? Last time you did 85 push-ups that you're asking me. So it's funny, man. People are amazing. Something about Orlando Ortiz that people don't know about. Uh, you know, I don't know. I would say the most important thing is that, you know, there's so much more to me that, you know, a lot of times when they see you as a phys ed teacher, they think you're just that gym guy. But uh, you know, I read young, right? I recall young, I read Seneca. Like there's, you know, there's so much more to me. And, I, and I've had life experiences that go beyond, you know, maybe officiating or teaching. And uh, I think more more than anything is that I'm human, right? And I make mistakes, I'm not perfect. And so but n- nobody is. So, you know, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Beautiful. Best Brooklyn eatery. Ah, oh, man, that's a tough one, man. But it's in my head, you know, and I, being a Brooklyn guy, man, LMBs is always one of my spots that I go to. So L and B's is definitely, you know, at the top of the list. There's a there's so many. Mia's bakery is fantastic for the sweets, you know. So there's there's so many. We we look for spots almost every weekend. So give me your best Brooklyn saying that you love the most. Ah oh, man. Well, it depends on the neighborhood. <laughs> diverse, man. Give me one. You know, but the one that comes to mind because it's Brooklyn for life is forget about it, right? Forget about <laughs> it. Forget about it. I love that. You know, Donnie Brasco, they had the whole scene when the, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Donnie Brasco. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. So, <laughs> it's even I think it's on one of the signs, right? You leave in Brooklyn, forget about it. Brooklyn gets a bad rap because? I would say uh, we don't have any bad rappers in Brooklyn. We got Biggie Smalls. We have Jay-Z. <laughs> no bad rappers in Brooklyn. So. That's a good, that's a good you know, that's two top, top ones right there. Orlando, you, you dropped a lot of knowledge. I love your quotes. I love the things you said. Uh, do you have a favorite quote? You have something that you really, if you want to leave the show here with a quote? Oh, yeah. You know, I have a bunch. But the one that comes to mind that um, is, I'll, I'll go back with Seneca. You know, he has one that, I, again, every day, this is like on my mind. Right? Let no one rob me of a single moment, a single day that's not going to give me something of equal value in return. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I got to say, Drew, you gave me much more in return for today's for today's mm-hmm. stage and interview. 
So I thank you for that. But that's to me, that's a powerful quote, right? Let, let no one rob me of a single day who's not going to give me something of equal value in return. And that one stays with me, Seneca. Yeah, that's beautiful. Very warm. Orlando, that your school is lucky to have you. Uh, and it's inspiring to meet someone or re reunite with somebody that is so yeah. deep and so rich. Like you said, it's a bad rap PE teachers. Ah, he's just a gym guy. Well, you demonstrated today more than ever that uh, you are way more than that. Orlando, if people wanted to get in touch with you, if they wanted to ask you fitness questions, what would be the best way for them? Well, Facebook is fine. You know, Orlando Ortiz at Facebook. And on, on Instagram, uh, I'm stoic underscore O. Uh, you know, stoic, S-T-O-I-C underscore, that low line, and then O. Um, you know, I reach out. You know, I'm always I'm always cool for ideas, exchange of ideas. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. Definitely don't don't email me. <laughs> we won't put that out there. But guys, check him out. Uh, Orlando, really impressed with what you're doing. Uh, we are going to head out here on show number 157. It's been an honor to reconnect with you. Uh, and I wish you the best. And I hope I can get on the book list, man. That's my goal here. Man, you never know, Drew. <laughs> right after Seneca. That's it, man. Well, we are going to sign off here on uh, Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I'm Andrew Morata, host of the program. This was show number 157. If I could help you in any way, I'm on Twitter, at Andrew Morata 21. Orlando, as an educator, I would suggest you get on Twitter as well. It's a great, uh, great spot there. Thank you to our viewing audience, and uh, we'll get our music going. Uh, Orlando, thanks again, my friend. Thank you. All right. Let me mute these, and here we go.